Hey, what's going on, man? It's your boy 2K Suave. I'm joined with A-Rod, and I'm joined with Mr. Sammy himself, Sammy the Bull. Um, I don't know if, you, if you're watching the, the telecast right now. I got a brand new camera. Uh, gentlemen, how, how does my camera look? Let's be honest. Crispy. How does my camera look? I look, I look, I look crispy right now with this my janky ass hat and everything. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys enjoy our most uh, recent episode. I, I think Aaron listened to it maybe like six times because it was so funny. Uh, if you, it doesn't matter if you haven't listened to it. Listen to it still because it was it was hilarious. Uh, but we got a lot on deck today. This is my uh, this is like my my uh, my bachelor send off uh, podcast uh, episode. So uh, this is my last one as a as a single man apparently. So uh, I'm hoping I'm having fun with my boys A Rod, my boy Sammy. So Sammy, what we got going on, man? Yes, sir. Uh, we got a lot going on today. So obviously we're gonna start with the wacky crazy thing. We got the NFL. Uh, chit chat to talk about obviously we're gonna do some college football stuff because things got a little bit wild this weekend um and then we're gonna Boy, wrap it did up it. with some nba so yeah take it away kk all right so let's kick things off uh with the wacky crazy things so i'm gonna let a-rod go first because he seems like he has a lot on his mind <laughs> I, I got nothing. I mean, we can we can say the the college football rankings. That's kind of wacky in a way, the way it it all panned out. And um, but for me, it's it's going back to New York. Zach Wilson getting thrown back to the Wolves again and being hesitant of coming back. That's a little wacky to me. But we're gonna touch on that pause in a little bit. Um, I have a lot to say. Yeah, I do too. And. Um, New York making a big move. The Yankees making a big move to get Juan Soto only for it to be put on hold now. So oh, it's got put uh, on hold. They got put on hold. We went and got Verdugo yesterday, and now we're getting um Juan Soto and it's it's been put on hold. Uh I don't know. We need pitching. I don't know how many how many bats do we need? How many bats do we need? So how you feel about that, Sammy? I don't really he's care, a, to be honest. <laughs> that's I mean, to be honest, that's my favorite baseball player, so it hurts my soul. Like, I had his okay. uh, San Diego jersey. Now I'm definitely not getting a Yankees jersey. Uh, Good job. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I could care less, honestly. I mean, like he just said, where's the pitching? You know, and Red Sox, same thing. Where the fuck is the pitching? So. Hey, we got we got rid of Craig, uh, Craig Kimbrell, let him go to Baltimore, which I'm not mad about because, to me, he cost us the World Series. So. Hey, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Uh, but what's the wacky, crazy thing for you, Mr. Sammy? Uh, probably the Patriots losing six to zero. Um, yeah, that, was <laughs> that was pretty wacky and crazy. Was, so. What made it worse was that I needed Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen to do something for me in fantasy. I'm like, oh, they got this. Sick. And I, I, I just. I'm like, do something, please. Bro, bro A-Rod was at my house, man. And we, I had the red zone going because obviously we wanted to see as much action as we could pause. Um, <laughs> but they kept cutting back to the Patriots game. And we were like, like, all right, they only cut to the Patriots game like twice because there was like only two plays that were worth a crap. But the score was six to zero at both instances. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. That's crazy. <laughs> and then on top of that, uh, I had Ramon J. Stevenson and I watched him go down. It was that game 
was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> like I just, it was annoying for me. So. <laughs> All right. For me, uh, some, some positive news. Man, uh, Manchester United beat Chelsea today. Uh, Mr. Scott McTominay is a dog. He's been a dog. He's been a dog, and I, I love the guy. He's been um, very clutch. Um, Shohei Otani is keeping quiet about his free agency, and I heard like a weird, weird interview uh, with uh, what's his name from the Dodgers, uh, the Roberts. Yeah, Roberts, and he's just—I don't know—it just sounded very just awkward. So, you know, normally I, I was I was listening to Dan Patrick a little bit earlier, and he was talking about it. He was like, normally, you know, during this time of year, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's the hot stove. It's supposed to be exciting, and the most famous, popular. What probably one of the greatest players that will ever play this game is, you know, and Shohei Otani is like, we don't even know what's going on. Like, there's no, it's not, there's not, there's no circus around it, which we're kind of like accustomed to. So I just kind of find that whole situation pretty wacky, uh, personally. And then also, I heard like a stat the other day uh, in the NFL because there's been a lot of quarterbacks that have gone down. Uh, I don't know if it was accurate or not, but it said, I think they said 70 quarterbacks have taken a snap this year. In the National Football League, which no is pun intended, which is <laughs> oh, oh my God, a Rod, oh, what a roll today about the gates. Oh my God, yeah. yo, that joke went over my head for a second, and then I had and to then it came I had back. To I actually like a boomerang. It, had, it came Wine back. Tip, boys. I was like, tip. oh shit, here he goes. <laughs> so uh, have taken a snap, correct? Uh, 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 this season alone, which is uh, which is pretty in- insane to me. You know, Trevor Lawrence, the latest victim. Uh, we'll see how he does next week, but yeah, let, let's let's get on, man. Let's look. Obviously, the, the NFL is something our, we, I, we 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 need to get to, right? But college football had me bent on Sunday, man. It was it, it's just my my mood, and I'm not even a Florida State fan. I want everybody to know that I, I don't really give two shits about Florida State. I don't really care about Georgia. I don't care. You know, I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan through and through. I closely will, will support for Alabama and then, you know, USF, obviously. But uh, the, the college rankings came out. Um, and this it, from that moment on, I feel like this has been such a whirlwind around the NCAA. So we have like 3,000 players who entered the, the transfer portal. 3,000. <laughs> 3,000. Uh, and a lot of notable quarterbacks included in that. Like, uh, who do I got? Uh, Dylan Gabriel. Like, what do you need to prove? Uh, uh, Cobble Court. Like, come on, you suck. <laughs> uh, nice. uh, and then uh, Riley Leonard, DJ. You like what do y'all like? They, these people are going oh, to their third school. Yui Galele is going to the portal. Yeah. So it's like there's so that's happening. Um, you know, there's there's this whole you know money thing is becoming a, a problem again. Uh, coaches are just kind of, you know, leaving left to right. The, the, and then to put the cap on the weekend, the college football playoff committee um, made some controversial moves. So um, we have our playoffs. We have Michigan 1, Washington 2, Texas 3, and Alabama 4. So, A-Rod, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, we're going to take this from the Alabama perspective and how they fit in as opposed to the team that didn't make it. So I mean, what was your take on the whole – Although I'm just I'm basically the, the the rankings that they came out from an Alabama um, perspective. <laughs> I mean, Alabama definitely deserves to be in there. Texas Texas has a strong um, strong case to be in it for me as well, um, and so does Georgia. But the clear one that should be in there 
I say at four or at, at least three should be Florida State. In in my opinion, they went undefeated. I know it was a bullshit game, but at the end of the day, what they're looking at is your record, um, your opponents that you're playing. The players that are on the field is the biggest one, and of all the players that are on the field is the quarterback. So if you look at every one of the quarterbacks from these programs, they're not household. I mean, most are household names, but they're well-known to people that watch college sports. I mean, they're, they're pretty – I mean, J.J. McCarthy was highly recruited – Quinn Ewers was highly recruited, yeah. uh, and then obviously Buddy Washington has been has been fantastic. Yeah, so, they're, yeah. they're all they're all they're all people who we know of, but nobody knows who the third string quarterback for Florida State is, and that's kind of what put him out. And that and that sucks. But I, the way that I see that, it's like you got through adversity. You lost one, you lost another, and the third one came in, and you still won. You still want it. You sh- they should be in, in my it's opinion. To reward the defense. That's how I saw it. Like yeah, I see it that way too. Yeah. Um, Georgia, Vic Vic hit the nail on the head last week when he said the only time you can't lose is the last game of the season. And Georgia, I'm sorry. Uh, I know a lot of people are upset that they're not in, all the Georgia fans, but you you coasted through the entire year, and then it came down to the big game. And they Vic lost by a field goal. It was just a field yeah. goal. TCU lost their last game last year, like I mentioned last week. And they did not move from the third spot. So like, why why do they get to stay there, and not and not Georgia go? Georgia, they dropped Georgia from one to six, and last year they kept TCU at three. But when you look at it, are they blaming TCU for the reason why they have to do what they do because of what happened in the championship? I think so. I think so because nobody wanted to watch a national championship like that again. That was that was horrendous. That was a a molly whop and a half, man. It was ridiculous to watch that shit. Yeah. I know they had a great record. Don't don't. I'm not taking it away from them, but they just weren't competitive. And I just I think the committee is now starting to crack down because that's why we're not letting Florida State in because we we know if if we let them in and they somehow sneak into the the championship and they got to play in Alabama or they got to play in Michigan, they're gonna get destroyed. So but that's what TCU said last year, and they came to, <coughs> they beat Michigan on New Year's Eve. <coughs> I had to literally watch that game. Like, not know what the hell is going on. So it's not like it's impossible. You know, they 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 put up forty nine or whatever, fifty three points on us. It was crazy. Obviously, Georgia that was another beast. But you know, we see we talk about these Cinderella stories all the time, and we're not allowing the Cinderella story to happen. But uh, uh, Sammy, what what did, what was your what did you think about just uh, Texas being in there uh, from your perspective? Because obviously, Michigan and Washington deserve to be there, and obviously, you know, my condolences to the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, we don't know uh, anything about the Ducks, okay? They, they, they didn't they show beat, up. They, they didn't show they up. They beat y'all twice this year. They just they hey. They so didn't show up. so from the Texas perspective, mm-hmm. you know, you know what? Tell tell me first of all, do you believe Texas deserved uh, deserved to be in the playoffs over a Florida State, over a Georgia, uh, yeah, over those two? Um, I think there's a case to be made that Texas probably shouldn't be in over Florida State, but I think Texas's future was always tied to the marriage to Alabama. Whatever happened yeah. to Alabama, Texas would yep. have to be over them because yeah. of the fact that they beat them, right? So whatever happens to Alabama, Texas has to be a little bit ahead. Now, I think the one case can be made for Alabama. Alabama's schedule was kind of easy, to be honest, and, and it wasn't very impressive with the wins that they got. Yes, I know, and, and I hammered it to you guys, right? Yeah, I know you remember. You guys were telling me to calm out day, you know, calm down, relax, they'll be fine, R-E-L-A-X about Alabama. But they had some wins in there that were really sus. And you guys can't tell. I know a win's a win, right? Win's a win, doesn't matter. 
But a lot of those wins were very sus. And I know A-Rod on the other side is saying, you know, Georgia coasted. Yeah, but they destroyed everybody that they faced until they faced Alabama. Same can't be said for Alabama. Um, <clears throat> but the other point that I, I really wanted to make and, 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 and kind of point out to you guys is, so I did a little research beforehand. You know, I like to do data just kind of like, kind of like how um, Vic does. And one of the things that I did notice, I wanted to look at the viewership of all the games throughout the year, right? In particular, yep. I looked at the championship games. Obviously, what were the top three? Were the top four teams that are currently in the championship? Michigan, or in Michigan, the Michigan, yeah. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. Yeah. Washington, Oregon. Like, Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, which brings me to my point about this whole thing. And that's when we're looking at all this NIL, we're looking at all this, the collectives and all everything that's going on right now. What is the bottom line? It's money. It's a business, right? So, you know, look at the markets that they're going to get to watch the playoffs, right? They get the whole West Coast supporting Washington because if there's a Pac-12 team in there, everybody in the West Coast is going to be like, all right, man, we got we to gotta, we, we, we see what happens, right? We got to see if we can compete with those boys down south and those boys, you know what I mean? Then you got Texas. I mean, they, Texas, Texas, bro. It's the University of Texas. Like, you got uh, – what's his name on the sideline? Like, it's just uh, – you got Austin, you know, it's just, it's Texas. And they have their own channel, their own network. Of course, Texas is getting in. Yeah. Alabama, they won the SEC championship. Of, Nick Saban is not going to be held out of the playoffs. He could have jumped from 20 to four. If they won the SEC championship. <laughs> they were going to put them in. They're going to put, <laughs> put them in there. And then obviously, if it's not Ohio State, it's Michigan. It's like one of, if one of the other make it, it's, it's a win. So no matter what, when we, when we pull back the curtain and everything like that, did they make the right decision as a viewer? Absolutely. <laughs> as a fan, absolutely. Like, this is the best TV product that they can put out. They, obviously, we want to avoid TCU, Georgia. Like, we never want to see that again, right? We'll probably start seeing it again next year with the 12-team playoffs. But for right now, we don't want to see that uh, in the semifinal or the finals, right? So from a financial standpoint, they did what they had to do, Right. I, I just feel for those kids at Florida State yeah. uh, overall because if my if it's Coach Norvell on the first day of training camp or two days or whatever came to the, came, uh, did his little speech in the locker room, guys, we're gonna go undefeated this year in the ACC. We're definitely going to the playoffs. That's def that would be my mindset the whole time. So like, it's to me, it's like it's not the kids' fault that that uh, that the ACC didn't kind of live up to their expectations as they should this year. It's not their fault. I mean, you got Jordan Travis saying he wish he would have broke his leg earlier so that he could show how good this team is. And quite frankly, they've beaten two SEC teams this year. I mean, uh, Jaden Dance is probably going to win the, uh, the Heisman. The, the ACC actually has a winning record against the SEC this year. They do. Exactly. So it's like, what are we, I mean, what are we really looking at? Because we're so used to SEC being so dominant. The Pac-12 was more dominant this year. Uh, ACC versus SEC. Uh, ACC did their shit. So it's like, you know, from a fairness standpoint, I just feel for the kids at Florida State. Uh, from a business standpoint, I get it. You know, from a, from a viewership standpoint, I get it. But I, I think I the feel... other point, the other point to be made is if you look at how Florida State matches up against some of these other teams, I believe if you look it up, Florida State would have been thirteen point dogs against Michigan. They're sure. currently thirteen point dogs against Georgia. So, and if you look <clears> at the other matchups, I believe they're no less than five. So I yeah, one, think they four, made. I think one's four and a half and one's one and a half. Yeah. So I, I yeah. I'm pretty sure they made the right choice, as unfortunate as yeah. it may sound. 
But yeah. I, I think like you, you, you alluded to when you were discussing, you know, the whole Georgia TCU thing, like they don't want that to happen again. Right. Like that was terrible. So I, I think they made the right choice and I know it is unfortunate for FSU, but I mean, that's just the way the cookie crumbles at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. It's a business, right. You gotta, you gotta know what to sign it up for at the end of the day. So, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with the playoffs. Uh, any early predictions for you guys? It's going to be tough for you to watch Michigan, Alabama. Right. So, and, oh, that was – I forgot to make that point. The Obviously, the NCAA has been pissed off at the University of Michigan all year, right? Oh, my God. Stop. You don't see, you don't see what they're trying to do? Why did they put them at three? Put them at three. They won the SEC championship, not the Big 12 championship. Put them at three. Why Why Michigan got to play Alabama in the first round? What kind of – that – that yo, they you know they don't like Harbaugh. That, I guarantee you, though, because if you look at the ratings – Michigan averages about like nine to ten million viewers a week. Alabama averages about seven to eight million viewers a week. Bro, oh that matchup's gonna be insane. It's gonna be so much money to be like, well, we gotta make this bread. I'm sorry. Nobody's watching yes. the second game. Everybody's watching that one. Now that Washington Texas game could be intriguing though. Like, I, you know, Texas, you know, for the shit that I've been giving them, you know, they almost lost, you know, to. to some close games and you know they should have i don't know to me who they were they oregon state or oklahoma state oklahoma, oklahoma state, state in the they oklahoma state got got thrashed by like uh who was it ucf, UCF. right got thrashed by ucf that same school it was representing come on man i was i was a little ticked off about that who their opponent was but for what it's worth quinn ewers and, the, and that texas team is you know they're pretty good right and washington you've been we've been, we've been talking about michael Penix all year so uh, he's a Heisman candidate, you know what I mean? So that game, I think that game's going to be a little bit more high scoring, whereas Alabama-Michigan is going to be a lot more grinded out, tough yards, like some, you know, some 1980s kind of football shit. So I think both games will be good, but, you know, if I had to get an early prediction, you know, I'm just going to go, you know, this is see, Big Ten champions, University of Michigan. We're about to win the, we're about to win the NCAA championship this year, too, because fuck it, why not? Why not us? Why not us? Go blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we go into the NFL, right? Decided to change things up a little bit, right? I like that Birdman hand rub you just did. Yo, there. I decided to change things up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So instead of waiting to the NBA to do Who Do You Love, we got to do Who Do You Love right now because Sunday night, my boy, Jordan Love, who, A-Rod, I talked to you about him before the season. I said, I think he might be the real deal. I just, I don't know. I just see something in the kid, right? And, you know, he started off well, then it got pretty rocky. Yo, when I, I didn't watch that game. I put on the highlights again and just watch his throws. My dog was looking like Alan, uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like, he was he was throwing that thing, bro. He was on back foot. Bah. One, two, three, three. Bah. He was throwing it into tight, tight pockets and everything. So, I think Jordan Love was way on his way right now. And Green Bay did it again, bro. They, they, <laughs> I think they might have done it again. So, we're going to do Who Do You Love featuring Jordan Love. And I did people who are in his age group. So he's 20, I think he's 24. So basically people within his age group. So we're going to start with uh, Mr. Justin Herbert. A-Rod, who do you love? Jordan Love, Justin Herbert. Oh, man. It's hard, I got to think, man. It should be It should be a clear-cut answer, but... It should be, right? <laughs> I want to I want to lean more to Herbert if he didn't have Staley as a coach. I would I would lean more that way, but right now I'm giving I'm giving the the edge to Jordan Love right now. 
because it looks like he has rapport with his receivers. Yeah. And and that's what I was alluding to. I think last show. All young, all yeah. young receivers too. They're all yeah, because because Quentin Johnston, like he he went on TV and said, "My mom ain't got to work no more." She looks. She <laughs> got to go back to work because that man can't catch anything that's thrown his way. Um, I I like what Jordan Love because because that's what you want to see. And we, we know Herbert has um, – he, he can make the throws to Keenan Allen. And when Mike Williams is, you know, not with a head injury every other, every other year or tearing his ACL, um, he's got good connection with them. But the, the record of that team reflects it. However, watching what Jordan Love is doing this entire time, even win or lose, he's still throwing for like 300 yards a game. And he's finding – Romeo Dobbs is, doesn't get enough praise. Everybody looks to Justin Watson, but like the big plays Chris, that are made on that Christian team, Watson. or uh, Christian Watson, yeah, uh, the big plays that are made on that team are always Romeo Dobbs and and uh, Reed. Those two Taylor guys. Reed, that's my dog. I love yeah. Taylor Reed. <laughs> yeah, because like nobody thinks to cover Dobbs, and like he gets yeah. a forty-yard catch. I'm like Jesus Christ. How does it? He's got good reports, so I'm gonna give a leg up, and it's so hard for me to say it. If if Staley leaves, because I've been counting down the days since Black Friday for this to happen, and he's still there. So I'm I'm gonna give a, a just just like a hair to to Jordan Love right now. All right, Sammy, go ahead. I, I don't you. I don't I want to know what A Rod is drinking because I want some of that because if you think Jordan that? Jordan Love is over Justin Herbert, I don't know. I'm I don't care. I, it's all Staley's fault. We've seen what Justin Herbert can do. He's been amazing every single year besides this year this year is a hundred percent not his fault you can even tell just by the play calling like the play calling has been so fucking atrocious I, but if I you're agree. looking from a strictly talent perspective and who would you in your in mid-20s right who would you build a team around it's justin herbert's hands down and yeah go ducks is that is that is that what's contributing to this <laughs> Because no, I just no, I, I would I would want to go with Herbert, but what dude, I've seen from Jordan Love is really really impressed me. But what have you I, seen? I really want to go to Herbert, but but the the issue is Staley. If Staley wasn't there, I, I'd have another pick. I'm looking at it as a whole right now. No, you're not. You're looking I'm at it look- from this year. You're looking at it from this. Okay. year. Okay. Are we looking at it as as for the future, or how are we looking at this? At I'm sorry. From here on out. Going forward. Here on out. Going forward. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going Herbert. Then sorry, I'm sticking what? with Herbert. I don't know, man. Like, I want to go Herbert. Like, and I get, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you both. I, we, we see it. We get it, right? But at some point, if, if a player is that great, they got to overcome their coach, man. Like, at some point, they got to, they got to overcome the coach <laughs> somehow. Like, you Can know. We also I don't talk know. about Keenan Allen, like not being always healthy. <laughs> like, and that's not his yeah. fault. That's not his fault. That's fair. But... <laughs> that's fair. The motherfucker goes on, gets two hundred yards every game. I'm like. A broken Aaron, kneecap. Aaron Rodgers. And then is out the following Rogers, week. Aaron Rodgers saw all these young wide receivers. He was like, ew, absolutely not. And ran away. Jordan Love saw these young wide receivers. Like, I got something here. And, to, I mean, right, just, and again, I watched, I remember when Aaron Rodgers first started playing because I was very interested to see how he was going to do taking over from Brett Favre. Because, you know, that whole fiasco with Brett Favre, retiring, retiring, retiring. You know what I mean? So it was, it was chaos. And how Aaron Rodgers took those reins and just kind of just ran with it, I was like, all right. Now I'm, I'm, re- I'm watching it now and I'm watching Jordan Love. I'm like, man, the dude, man, the dude got something. 
He's got something to his game. Uh, I, I think it's the <laughs> going on in Green Bay. I think it might be. I mean, it might just be his confidence. You know what I mean? I think it's his confidence that I, that I, I admire. So from a talent perspective, right this second, of course, you go with Justin Herbert, right? But who do I love? I kind of love Jordan Love. <laughs> I kind of love Jordan Love a little bit more, just because like, well, obviously the sample size is small. Obviously the sample size is small. But I'm just mapping this out, and I'm like. He, at some point, he's going to pass. I think he's just going to pass a lot, a lot of these quarterbacks. But right for right now, obviously, talent perspective, yes, Justin Herbert. But, you know, five years from now, we're probably going to be saying different praises because Brandon Staley's got naked pictures of GM and uh, – or, or the, I mean, he's never getting fired. So. I do want to say this, too. Like, think about this. Like, the, the shit that Dan Orlovsky was praising um, – What's his name? Uh, I can't even think of him. Oh, my God. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. He was praising Josh Allen, trying to forgive him, all this other stuff. And nobody's doing that for Justin Herbert. Everybody is throwing him in the mud. Everybody is. Even though the, the, the Staley thing is a big thing. There's a lot of people that are coming or reneging on what they're saying. Like, they're coming back on it and being like, oh, you know, maybe he's not know, all that. Because of what A-Rod said. Talent. We know the talent is there. We really do. But like, at what point does the you know how much more talent is he, does he need to overcome a tough situation? Like Carson Wentz, when he got to the league, his, his that Super Bowl year, Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback. No, you, no one can you can at me. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. He was he, there. He was. And MVP. then at some point, we when your confidence is shot, we're gonna talk about uh, uh, Zach Wilson. But at some point, when your confidence is shot. Why? When you're playing, when you're playing, when you're playing for an organization Let me that get the never figures it out, it's like at what point is like Philip Rivers? His whole career, to me, Philip Rivers is way better than Eli Manning. But what you, who's get, who has a better chance to get to Hall of Fame? Like it's just sometimes it's just you got to overcome some shit. Like I don't know. It's just I'm going with Jordan Love. <laughs> Let's move on. Tua, Tua Tagovailoa or Jordan Love. I'm going with Tua. I'm taking Jordan Love. I'm taking Jordan Love as well. <laughs> I like I like Tua. It's hard I for like me to. Tua. I like Tua. I like everything Tua. I, everything I was expecting to happen to Tua hasn't happened, and he's having a really really good year. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have a Tyree Hill in my, in my, in my yeah. back pocket. <laughs> I would love to have that in my back pocket. Shit. I mean, Packers go spend. That's all yeah. I can say. I so mean, cheap. Hey. All these dudes that they've drafted, they look phenomenal now. Like Mr. Watson from Plant High School, he's looking pretty damn good out there. Romeo Dobbs, he's all, he's always making. They had this new kid that they were throwing the ball to. I've never even heard of him. He threw like three different tight ends. This new this new receiver, like he's spreading the love, bro. This is what Aaron, trying, Aaron Rodgers was doing. They do something that a lot of teams. They're trying to do something a lot of teams aren't trying to do, and that's what. Um, Tom Brady was kind of alluding to, too, that they don't build up the talent on the teams. So they're building up that young talent that they have and not giving up on it. Last year, we didn't know who the number one receiver was. We thought it was Dobbs. We thought it was um, Watson. Um, and then now we we think it's Watson. I think we it's think Watson. Dobbs is one of the yeah. two. And then, then, but, but then Reed says, hold my beer. I'm going to have, you know, the 132 touchdown day. So yeah. they're not giving up on the talent, and they're all young, and anyone can leapfrog at any time, and someone can play second fiddle, or someone can be the third option, and they don't care. They just go out there and do their jobs. Yeah. So um, I, I, I like what Green Bay is doing. 
moving on from Rodgers and and betting on those guys, and and it's showing that it works, even with the yeah. tight end. And we could get—I gotta finally get some credit to Matt Lafleur. Like, yeah, me too. I, I, I was, really do. I've been hard. I was hard on him before because, like, I'm like, you, you wow. ruined Aaron Rodgers' career. Pause. You were ruining Aaron Rodgers' career. I was just—I was just not. And because I was at that point, I was such an Aaron Rodgers supporter. Now he kind of rubs me the wrong way, man. I don't know. He's just some days, like during hard knocks, I liked him, and then after that, I was like, oh, God, you stop talking. I've got anyway. no gripe no with it. Just sit the year out, brother. Just sit. But the anyway, year. Uh, I'm taking joy to love. Kyler Murray. Oh, give me Jordan Love all day, yeah, man. All Get day. that guy out of here, man. Okay, all right. We're, we're consensus there. Last but not least, he just suffered a little injury on Monday Night Football. Trevor Lawrence or Jordan Love? I'll go first. I'm going Trevor Lawrence still. That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? With Sunshine, I got to just have some faith in Sunshine. So I'm still going to rock with Sunshine, but... Out of all those quarterbacks, that's the only one that I'm, I'm clear cut picking Trevor Lawrence over. I mean, uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence over Jordan Love. So just so y'all know, so. that's so wild. I'm picking Jordan Love here, and I think they're very equal as far as talent goes and what their skill set brings. But some, like you were mentioning, something about Jordan Love, he's got that dog. I don't see that dog in Trevor. He's just so plain vanilla. Yeah. And I'm not CJ, trying to be racist like, or anything. CJ Stroud. CJ Strong got that same thing. You know, like there's just something about <laughs> yeah. that dog, you know, like he's got, yeah. you know, Trevor Lawrence now has like Calvin Ridley. He has all these other weapons. Yeah. And then Jordan Love's like, nah, I got my homies, bro. I got these guys. They were all drafted with me or, you know what I mean? They're young with me. We're going to rise together. So there's something about Jordan Love in that sense. The, the light-skinned brothers are taking after Patrick Mahomes. That's what's happening. <laughs> they united, but they had like a union. Like, look, we gotta stick together. Caleb Williams about to be in that union pretty soon. Oh yeah, they all they, they all be fine. <laughs> uh, that was a hard one for me too. I I kind of like the what, what you just said there, Sammy. Is that I see more of a dog in Jordan Love than I do in, in Trevor Lawrence, and I, I think Trevor Lawrence is very very talented. Um, and I, we're all like rooting for the Jaguars to finally like do something. But even when they're in the big game, they, you know, find a way to lose it against, uh, who, who did they just lose to the backup quarterback Cincinnati Bengals? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Jake Browning. Where did he go to school at Sammy? <laughs> Looking like Joe Montana out there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Was it Washington or the State? It was, it was in the Pac-12 or the former Pac-12. So, yeah. um. Formerly known as the Pac-12. Yeah. I, I don't know. That one's tough. I, I, I want to lean more into to Trevor Lawrence because I think he's had to go through the mud to get where he's at, to go through the Urban Meyer shit and that shit show to finally get the right person in there and Dougie P to to put a winning formula there together. Um, but I really like Jordan Love, man. I, I like his game and what they're doing. I'm 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 throwing it's a it's a dead even tie for me, man. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't pick one. Bro, you gotta pick. You gotta, hey, you can't be doing this. You know, abstaining. Just pick one. Flip a coin. So Gun to my head. So Gun to my head. I'm taking. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. It's a That's safer fair. pick. That's wow. Pick. Why? Because he's tall and white. Uh, you said it, not me. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. So, clearly, we all feel pretty good about Jordan Love, though, right? Like. Yeah, I like his trajectory. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's gonna be good. So I was right. Cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> you can get with this or you can get with that. The choice is yours, y'all. So the NFL had a lot of different storylines that came out from this weekend. Um, some big wins, some some bad losses. Uh, first of all, before we do this, because I know we're going to do our pick'ems, who won the pick'ems this past weekend? 
You just want to say your name. That's it. I just, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> you want you win a parlay though? Okay. Hey, oh, 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 oh. I'll say I've been getting some greens. Hey, the parlays are starting to hit now. I've been doing NBA. That's why NFL is starting to get on my nerves though. But NBA, that's my that's my jam. You know what I'm saying? That's my NBA jam. <laughs> but yeah, out of those storylines, uh, we're gonna start with the AFC with the Miami Dolphins. So you guys have a choice. They are currently sitting atop at the, of the AFC. Who would have thought week 13 we're gonna be, you know, the Miami Dolphins would be at the top of the AFC? Well, here we are, right? It's a brave new world. Are they the best team in the AFC or are they the most dangerous team in the AFC? I'll start with you, A-Rod. Um, they are the best team in the NFC just because of record, is what I'm saying for them. That's not the question. Are they the best team in the AFC or just the most dangerous? Because you could be the most Dangerous and best are two completely different things. So, yeah. So you think they're just the best, but they're not. I think they're just the best only because it reflects the record. That's all I'm saying. Like, are they are they the most dangerous team? Um, I don't I don't think so. I, I think when playoffs come, we're going to see a different Dolphins team. I just I just don't see. Remember what makes you say that? What makes you say that? Because if they get home field advantage, all these games are being played in Miami. Remember last year in December, they didn't win a single game. They were the, sitting at the same record, eight and three last year, and lost every game going into the going to the playoffs. So they they did just win a game, so they got to live up there. Huh? Your schedule from here on out is pretty simple. So yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, we just we just saw a backup quarterback beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, and they were supposed to be rain any given Sunday. Given a Monday night or Thursday night, maybe a Friday, something can happen. So I don't want to ever hear that shit. So you're, not, buying, you're, not, not, rules, you're not buying the hype yet? Huh? You're not buying the hype yet? Of the Dolphins? No, yeah. I think they're pretenders, man. I, they're fun. They are fun to watch. They are fun to watch. I will give them that. But I just don't think they have that. That I don't. I don't know. I just don't see it. I'm. I, I don't see it. They're they're definitely fun and exciting to watch. They're on Hard Knocks. They're Which they're cool. Like, like, you're cool. You think Cleveland's cool? Like, wait, you, have you been watching the Hard Knocks like you watched Arizona last year? Yeah, I've been watching it. How how has it been? You know, I don't be I don't be watching. It's it's there. pretty good. It's it's better than Arizona. Like Mike McDaniel or uh, Mike McDaniel's right? That's his name. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty funny. Looks like he's a little on the spectrum. I get what you're saying now, but he <laughs> he he's definitely fun. He he you can feel that the players respect him because they see him as one of like one of them. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. He he can command the locker room and the players. They it's good. It's just it's just good. Watch it. It's good. All right. Better than the Cardinals one. That was horrible. Oof. Best team in the AFC. Most dangerous team in the AFC. I'm gonna say they're both. They're 100 both. Especially after what I saw with the Chiefs and what I have been seeing with the Chiefs. Because before this, I would probably say the Chiefs. Right. Correct. There's a lot of question marks there. I know you're gonna we're gonna get to it in a bit, but yeah, the Miami Dolphins just prove week in and week out that they are them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that yeah. they are the class of the AFC. They are the class of the NFL. Because if you think about it, you look at the most successful teams. They're all doing similarly to what the Miami Dolphins are doing, what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing, to what the San Francisco 49ers are doing, to what the Dallas Cowboys are doing. Right? Like those are the four top teams in the whole NFL, and they're running very fast. They have talent on all ends of the of the spectrum. And yeah. yeah, I think the Dolphins, as far as the best team in the AFC and the most dangerous, it's 100% them. Now, and I'm looking at the records because 
obviously they're they're at the top, but they're also tied with Baltimore, right? Um, so Baltimore is also nine and three. So to me, how I have it, I have Baltimore as the best team in the AFC right now, but the most dangerous team is is to me is the Dolphins because that's not a team I want to see on a Sunday because that's a lot to game plan for. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill is going to go over two thousand yards this year. We just have to accept it and yeah. be comfortable with it because he's made it a mission and he's going to accomplish it, right? So no matter what, for whatever reason, he finds himself getting single coverage every now and then. I'm like, what are you guys doing, right? So you got to account for that. You also have to account for Jalen Waddle's speed. You also got two running backs who are who are uh, amazing back there. And, you know, two, you know, he doesn't do anything that's out of, you know, extraordinary, but sometimes you got to be a simple – be Tom Brady, for, for the first half of his career – he wasn't trying to do it the special. He was just, I know where to get the ball to, right? And then the special started to come when Randy Moss, Randy Moss walked through that door. It was a whole other story. So two was just doing it's like same thing with Brock Purdy, right? Like they're doing what they need to do to win the ball game and get the ball to the superstars, right? So, you know, you I, and that's what the what they're dangerous at is that none of nobody's playing outside of their lane. And now you got Jalen Ramsey on defense and he looks rejuvenated. He looks like he wants to play football again. You know, you know, they have a pretty good pass rush. So, to me, any given Sunday, that's just the team I would least likely want to face. Um, but to me, overall, Baltimore to me is just, you know, on both sides of the football, they can they can beat you with defense, they can beat you passing the ball, they can beat you running the football. Uh, you know, to me, just overall, I just like Baltimore a little bit more. But yeah, that's the team I would want to avoid at all costs. I'm, the... I'm such a Ravens hater. <laughs> like I'm such a Ravens hater. And it has nothing it, to do. It has, it has nothing to do with the quarterback play. It has everything to do with the fact they never give him any sort of like class A weapons on offense. That's just oh, how yeah. I feel about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't care. <laughs> it's the Ravens' way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, next one. We got some trouble. We got some trouble at the top of the AFC. Obviously, this weekend we were just we were talking about these two teams a little bit earlier today. Kansas City Chiefs taking a loss to the um, up-and-coming Green Bay Packers. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars somehow found a way to lose to what was Jake Browning on Monday Night Football. So two standalone games, and we watch, you know, Taylor Swift, and we watch, you know, uh, Monday Night Football, right? So who is in more trouble right now, the Chiefs or the Jags? It's all you again, right? Fuck. <laughs> Um, I would say the Jags because Trevor Lawrence injury is going to be very detrimental to that. I don't, it's, a high I, ankle, it's a high ankle sprain. He hasn't been ruled out yet for the next game. I think, I mean, remember uh, Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain last year and he won the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> but he, he, yeah, he ain't, he ain't Patrick Mahomes. Don't compare them men yet. Okay. Um, I, but Texas is also creeping up. So if he sits out a couple games, Texas is right there waiting to, Leapfrog, so and I don't think he can, they can afford to not have him. So <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and the, what's yeah. the worst thing you want to do is rush him in and he gets seriously hurt. You know, I, I'm I'm going. I I know there's a lot of issues going on with um, Kansas City, but the more and more I watch him, I just don't get why they don't use Rice more than they do. Like he's home run hit. You drafted a, a good receiver that can easily. Be your Ty- Tyreek Hill type one guy to throw to, your, your wide receiver one. But they try and get all these, they try and get cute and get all these guys involved, like um, Watson. Like, 
Valdez Scantling. <laughs> no, Valdez Scantling is fine. His role is fine as a deep ball threat. He he got he got, hosed, he got hosed on a call the other day. He got definitely hosed on a call. Um, but you know you're gonna don't be the media. Don't stick on one play that a guy loses it because you saw how pissed off he was going into the tunnel. Oh after. no no no, he's my dog, man. Go Bulls. Yeah. You know, I'm saying like you know. But <laughs> they, they just got to do what they do and 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 know how to play. They try and get cute and throw the ball all around the field. And get all these guys involved, and it's like if if it's going good with one dude, if if, if it's the, if the game is feed Kelsey, just keep feeding Kelsey. You know that's how it is. And if Rice is getting busy, get the ball to Rice. Don't try and mix in a Watson and for some stupid touchdown. Like nah, man. That I I think Kansas City is gonna right the ship because I remember last year, beginning of the year, we were saying, oh they they're starting off slow. Did they lose a step? And what do they do? They ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, but. I, they- to me, last year they were hot at the end of the year, right? To mm-hmm. me, they've just been teetering. Like they, 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 they've been teetering. And you know, Kelsey's just getting a little bit older. You know, I think the the injuries kind of stick around a little bit longer. You know, when you, when you get a little older, he's a little bit more distracted. Obviously, Taylor Swift is yeah. A, you're right there. An ecosystem. You know what I mean? She's an ecosystem. So I don't know. I'm you know moving on. Like looking at the Jags, I think I think overall the Jags will be fine, right? Obviously, you know, they, they, would, they would love to get that game back against Cincinnati. Um, you know, they would love to have Trevor Lawrence be healthy to moving forward. But to me, I look at the Chiefs, and, yeah, they got Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, that's going to win you at least eight games a year no matter what. You, know, you have Patrick Mahomes, you win eight, nine games a year. That's just – that's what he's – that's where he's worked to me. So – but then I look at the rest of that offensive unit. Like, defensively now, the Chiefs have absolutely stepped it up. You know, Jordan Love made them look foolish, but – They've stepped over, you know, this season, they've been one of the better defenses here. So defensively, they got the shit in order. Offensively, I don't know, man. Maybe they miss Eric Bianami. I don't know. I don't know because, you know, they have, you know, they have guys, but they don't have, you know, they don't have Tyreek Hill, right? So they don't have a the guy. They have a older Travis Kelsey who probably you drafted in the first round and your fantasy team is probably not that good. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. It's to me, they're just, when I watch them play now, it's just like, I don't know. Like, I'm literally relying on their defense for them to win games. And, you know, I don't I don't believe in the weapons that they have outside of Rice and Pacheco uh, and Kelsey, obviously. But, like, you know, I, I don't know. There's something that's, that's just – running back. They finally found the running back. I'll give them that. Yeah. It's just something that just feels a little off with that team right now. Um, you know, I'll, I'll – oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But, you know, who's in more trouble? I don't know, man. Probably for me, it's probably it's probably the, the it's probably the Jags. You're right. Just uncertainty at the quarterback. You know, they haven't won it yet, so they don't even know what that feels like. The Chiefs obviously are a winning organization, so they know what the, what it feels like. But I don't know, man. Something just don't don't feel too, you know don't feel too good to me about uh, with the Chiefs. But what you what do you think, Sammy? I'm taking it from the other perspective in that the Jags yeah. don't have a lot of pressure, right? Like, yeah, this is already kind of in a sense a winning season for them right like as far as an organization goes i think there is more who's in more trouble is the chiefs right because they are looking anemic they're not looking like the offense they're not scaring anybody you know and and i think that's what you want you want to go in to the playoffs not only getting hot but at the same time scaring people you know you want people to prepare against you properly like you were talking about with the the miami dolphins and the teams just don't look like it and i you i think you nailed it on the head man with the travis kelsey like distractions and and the injuries maybe just lingering a little bit longer he just doesn't look the same and if he's not the same that offense just doesn't run the same 
Yeah, because I mean, he's he's doing he what he's what makes the whole thing work because you have to account for him now. If you don't have to put all that attention on him like like he used to, it's like okay, well, you know, he's gonna drop the ball. Kadarius Tony is gonna do something stupid, and it's like this. Is, it, it's it makes other defenses a little bit more confident in what they're doing, right? So, but yeah, I, I would, you know I agree with both of you guys. Obviously, like, you know, Jags in present, you know, presently with the injury, but but Chiefs is just eesh. all right now. We're gonna go into um, our teams. Um, no, we all have bad weekends, so let's just get it out. You know, this is a therapy session. You know, this is what we're here for: is to let out our feelings. So, uh, we're gonna start with you, Samuel, and the uh, New England Patriots. So, um, you know, you guys allowed forty-six points over the last four games. Over the last <laughs> four games, you guys have averaged. You guys have allowed basically eleven point five points a game, right? And you're zero four in those four games. So my question, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. It's, it's crazy to me. Like we just gave up forty something points to the Forty Niners, and y'all have given up forty six or four games and still haven't won a game. It's just bizarre to me. But is it as simple as a change of quarterback, or is it going to be something that needs to change upstairs? Oh my god! <laughs> Show me a gun. Yeah. Um, so. With your point about allowing 46 points in the last four games, I mean, look at look at who we played in the last four games. I mean, you know what hey, I mean? Like, I, I, yes. but, hey, it's still the NFL, bro. You yeah. got to play them who you play. The, the Chargers score, bro. It's like what? The, Chi- the Giants, the Colts, the Chargers. Like, I mean... The Colts the, the defense, too. The, the, defense, <laughs> the defense is something that I told you guys this year. I told you guys last year. It's something that Bill Belichick is his skill set. That is 100% his skill set. He can throw you or me or A-Rod on that defense and figure out a way to make it run, right? On offense, he's clueless. He has no fucking clue. What about Vic? No clue. Yeah, maybe. Maybe put him on the D-line, you know what I mean? Like, like, like Booger McFarlane, you know, occupy two blockers. Um, but I, I think it is more than just draft a quarterback. Like I told you guys last week, um, I don't think it's simple as, let's say we, because it looks like we're locked into the number two pick. So... I mean, with the schedule, we might win one more game, right? We might beat the Jets, maybe. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all, maybe. Y'all, y'all are taking. Yeah. Like, when so, y'all missed that field goal against the Giants, I was like, they didn't try to win no games. <laughs> and I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want – I mean, this is my ideal situation, right? Draft Caleb Williams. Free agency's first, though, right? You get free agency first. Maybe find a tackle somewhere. Um. See if you can grab Baker Mayfield, draft Caleb Williams, and then we middle, right? We just, we middle the whole way. See if we can maybe get some, I don't even trust him to get a wide receiver. Like, I don't trust him to draft one. So, again, I don't want to get a quarterback Marvin and put Harris him. Junior's there. Yeah, and he's not going to be Let's there. Let's trade now. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's as simple as just drafting a quarterback, and I don't want to get rid of Bill Belichick because that would make me a hypocrite when I'm talking about how well he drafts defense and how he can put a defense out there. Like, I mean, we have Philad- we, we were in that game against Philadelphia because of our defense too. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, I'm but I'm, but in general, but, but in general, if you look at it, like that they defense is pretty good. They're, they're, they're probably a top 12 defense, top, top 13 defense. Right. But, and that's all I'm even saying that they're on the field for. Pro- I, I want to look at that. Like I want to see how good the defense is, and then how long they're on the field for, because it's got to be pretty good. But regardless, I think it's more than that. I don't think it's get rid of Bill, Bill Belichick, but we need 
him to just focus on coaching. I think we need to get rid of him as a GM. 100%. He needs to be hands off. We need a new offensive minded guy. The NFL is evolving. We're not playing 1975 football with like leather helmets and just running the ball. Like that's what we look like. Helmet a long time ago. <laughs> but now, all right. So if you had a choice, right? If you had a choice between Caleb Williams being drafted or Bill Belichick losing his job, <laughs> which way would you go? Ooh, I struck a nerve. <laughs> um, I if if I could keep Bill Belichick and get Michael Penix, I'll take that route. <laughs> that's hey, that's a good cop out. That's a good cop out. All right, Jets. A Rod. Why do we do this every week? Why hey, do you even a topic? It's, it's called therapy, man. This is what we're here for, bro. Like I'm a licensed professional, all right? In uh, sports. Uh, podcast therapy. Anyway, so Zach Wilson, and this is a conversation I, I am very I would like to join you in this conversation. So you know, obviously you know, it's, it's not been the season that the Jets want. Um, from the fourth snap of the of, of Monday Night Football against the Bills it's been a whirlwind, right? So lately, you know, Zach Wilson to me has been the scapegoat for a lot of different things. And, you know, most recent, the news got leaked. I don't know what's real and what's not because, you know, everybody is, is a source, right? But he apparently he was apprehensive uh, to get back into the, you know, get back into playing, you know, being the number one starter, number one quarterback again and uh, blase, blase, right? So is that fair or foul? And, and I want to just look at it from a whole, the, the whole picture, just kind of just where we're at in the, in the year. I mean, how, where, where, what side of the corner are you landing on with that, with that whole situation? Um, hold on a second. Um, I, I can see both sides to this, to be honest with you. Um, as far as Zach, I think he's very, I think he's matured a lot this year, but I still think he's, I still think he's, uh, very immature. Uh, I, but I also can see like why he doesn't want to take the, the reins at the same time. Because playing in New York is tough. It's tough to play in this city. And knowing that we had the the so-called savior, you know, four plays later was out for the year to go back to to Zach Wilson. And we didn't know what we were going to get. If, if anything, I can say I'm proud of Zach Wilson for being a little more mature. But being more mature comes with you have to understand the, the team you play for and be mentally tough for this as well. Um. And it, it, there's a lot of stuff that's that's got to go on with this. And, and I just see a Zach Wilson. I don't care if it's Tim Boyle. It can't be any worse. I know he doesn't have a job anymore. They got rid of him. Um, I don't know why he was on the active roster, period. But now bring Brett Repian or whatever his name is. Um, Trevor, Trevor Semyon. I, I don't care if it's any of those guys throwing the ball. They're all the same talent level to me. I know Zach's got the youth. And Zach has been here longer, so Zach should be the clear-cut favorite. But if you ain't winning games, you got to find a way to do it. And you know, we can we can point the the finger at Hackett. I, I I got one I got one more year on Hackett. I really got one more year on Hackett. Still got time left for Hackett. Like at this point, it should be a mute point that he is not a, a he's not good. Like Aaron Rodgers brought his boy over, and I'm and I'm, I'm 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 sick of this whole thing because. They keep wanting to blame Zach Wilson for everything. Every single thing. Like, 
if the weather is bad on, on Sunday, they're gonna blame Zach Wilson for that. Like I am, I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of this. It's, it's, but, but, but but the the thing is, they Zach Wilson does deserve the blame. However, what blame? How? Because he's the one making the throws, bro. Do you see him make the throws? Do you see the calls, or the plays that are being it, called? It's still, it's still, bro. There's plays that I see him that he scrambles out, moves right, and and all he's gotta do is five yards, and bro. he can't even hit them. Dude, it's it's a comb it's a com it's a combination. It's not a one way street here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's combination. It is a combination of this, bro. I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. I don't care if you if you brought in Kellen Moore. I don't care if you brought in any the greatest offensive coordinator in the world to call this the playbook for the Jets. Zach Wilson just ain't it, man. No, I think a competent it. play caller would, would get him back on his feet again. Because to me, Nathaniel Hackett is horrible. He made Russell – he literally made Russell Wilson look like, why is he in the league anymore? Like, it was that bad with Russell Wilson. That bad. And that was literally just a year ago. Sean Payton comes and, and all of a sudden, Houdini, he's got his powers back. So, it's it, all, Nathaniel Hackett has not proven anything. Uh, Alan Lazard has been trash. Um, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we, but we, that's we, also we, the play calling, too. And if we want to say Alan Lazard is trash, like he's been, like, they don't even want him on the field. They benched him on, on that, that, that Black Friday. They didn't even want him to play that game. I don't even know if he's played since then. Like, KK, I, I do think you're onto something when you're referring to all these players slash people that Aaron Rodgers brought. Like, when you listen to a player to to do all these different coordinating on your franchise, like that shit rarely works. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it. But you heard LeBron James, and Anthony, LeBron James and Anthony Davis begged for Russell Westbrook, and we saw what the hell happened over there. Like at some point, you have to take here's control of the organization the and but do what you got to do. But here's the thing: Aaron Rodgers didn't bring Nathaniel Hackett. We signed him first and hoping to get Aaron Rodgers. Why did you think they signed him? <laughs> That's what the Broncos did. They signed, but, they signed him to go get him. But at the same time, but it, it worked. And they, they're going to give him one more year. They're going to give him one more year. And Here's my, here's my problem. Because listen, my, problem my problem is we're wasting Salah's time. That's what I see is we're wasting Salah's time. Because he's he a great player. I don't think so, huh? bro. They're going to fire him. I don't think so. If they you fire know, they're him, they're going to blame Because this whole Zach Wilson, no matter what, is going to get blamed for things. But Salah... They're gonna say, "Sully, you should have controlled that that situation a little bit better." Because what, from what I'm from what I'm seeing, the way that they keep shifting this around is because the players keep saying, "We don't believe in this. We need to try something else." So he switches it out. And for what I'm reading from the beat writers, what I'm gonna reading from the beat writers still, and I'm still up to date with it. Everyone in the coaching tree at, at the moment is fine. Everybody is fine at the moment. Worry about your fucking team. Because I've been dealing so with Brandon Staley. You're so concerned about Brandon Staley still having a job. I, Nathaniel Hackett does not deserve to have a, a, a Bro, I don't care. Hey, I bad. really don't I, I really don't care if Nathaniel Hackett's there. I'm just telling you what I know I got and you. how I feel. I don't give a fuck if Mickey Mouse was out there with gloves on saying, Oh, throw the ball to this guy. I wouldn't give that's a probably shit. What, that's what it probably what it is right now. Fuck. Because I how much more successful can Aaron Rodgers be in this in his offense if he can't get protection either? This, There's this a whole, reason why he tore his Achilles. You know what I mean? <laughs> this whole year, this whole year is just a wash to me. It's a complete wash. It is. And and I'll look forward to next year. I'm gonna come with the same energy I came last year. I'm gonna come with the same energy I have last year, but 
The defense does its job day in and day out. I looked at the gradings that they gave for the defense, and of the top five categories, they're like two or three in three of those categories, which is insane. And the fact that they can't fucking win, like they gotta rely on the offense to score some, it's insane. Hey, and the Patriots are pretty good too. Hey Rod, remember remember the, the commentator? And the G- Jets oh, defense yeah. does its job again. <laughs> <laughs> but look, yeah. And so ultimately, got a lot you, of highlights here to show because it's probably going to end soon. So ultimately, for you, A Rod, do you think it's fair or foul for him being apprehensive to come back into the game or just come, come back and play again? Who? Zach. I think he should come back and play. I really think he should. I don't think anything's wrong with it. I I think he's the better option of the three. Um, they're all dumb. I mean, what are we going to do? Get a new guy each week and just throw him in there? Like Tim Boyle should not have been on the yeah, roster. That's- my problem, because if I'm Zach Wilson, you benched me last year. You brought in Mike White. You got Joe Flacco. Cool, whatever. I came back for y'all, right? I came back because I want to show that I'm mature. Because he has from a from that episode of Hard Knocks. And I got a rebuttal right to this when you're done. Keep going. From that episode of Hard Knocks. So now I've been a, I've been a fan of him because I'm like he really has changed a little bit. Like from what I heard at that press conference last year to what I've seen now, it's a lot better of a human being, right? Okay, I you know if I'm not being Zach Wilson again. Okay, you brought in Aaron Rodgers, cool. You know I understand. I'll learn from the guy. Uh, you know I, I'm 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 here. I'm here. I'm I'm with you guys, right? The dude gets hurt, obviously, and then you guys throw me back into the fire. Clearly, I'm not ready. Clearly, I'm not ready because I wasn't even planning on being ready this year. I'm trying to revamp my game, so I'm gonna take some time to get to where I need to get to. And we saw him progress every week, every week, every week. The moment that it gets a little gloomy again. They don't bring Tim Boyle. Have you seen his collegiate stats? Have you seen his NFL? Like, he is horrible. If I'm Zach Wilson, I'm like, y'all going to bench me for him? And then they're going to get Trevor Simmons. They're going to get Bradley Rippey. What? They keep trying to find different options. Maybe we should go get Dobbs. Damn, I wish we would have got, like, at some point, if I'm Zach Wilson, I'm like, you know what? What the hell? Like, I'm trying to be loyal to you guys, and you guys keep tr- you guys keep trying to just put it all on me. And you already know I'm a, I'm a young kid. I got to deal with this New York media. Pause. I already, I already got to deal with this bullshit, and now I got to deal with it in my own organization. Why who would the, I want to come play back, come, come back and play for you guys? Like, what the hell who am I the doing? Fuck, who the fuck is Zach Wilson to make those demands is what I got to tell you. It's not demands. It's a you business. You've had five different quarterbacks start business. over him in the last it's year a, and a half. It's a business. It's a business. And Zach Wilson doesn't have a fifth-year option, so he needs to play. And if they say, hey, man, sorry, we've been shuffling around, but you're the right answer, you need to get your ass in there and play to show I'm what you got to like, say. I'm about to pull a Ben Simmons. My back hurt. Bro. Like, I'm, yeah, pull, I'm the, pull that card. Pull that card. I hope it's ACL there. You throw me back into the field. This offensive line can't do shit for me. I only have Garrett Wilson, and that's it. Like we have a beast at a running back. I hope it's on the Eagles. I hope it's on the Eagles. I have a beast at running back. I don't run the football. Can we move? Can we move? Please. Yes, because I don't want to talk about this team. I hope Zach Wilson goes to the Eagles, bro. I really do. And you can go through that headache if something happens to Hurts. But it ain't the answer. It ain't the answer. I'm telling you. Let's switch to the Eagles. All right. So we got blown out by the 49ers. Uh, cool. Whatever. Um, now, I was going to ask, you know, is, is this is this show that the 49ers, is it a problem that, is the 49ers just that dominant or do we have issues? But then I started looking at it from a whole because we have the Cowboys this weekend. So we got Brock Purdy. We got Dak Prescott. We got Jalen Hurts, right? So we see what Brock Purdy is doing with the 49ers. And we're seeing what Dak is doing with the with the with the uh, with the Cowboys. So obviously, 
if we lose again this weekend, it's gonna start looking. It's gonna the 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 Stephen A. Smith's gonna say some crazy shit, and uh, David Carr is gonna say we should start Mariota and some shit like that. Like this is the shit that we gotta deal with after one loss, after we've been you know after we've been winning. We're ten and two, and the world's coming to an end, right? Like I get it. The Fortnite's had a good game. You know they fought with our security guard, whatever. So who has a better MVP case right now between Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, and Jalen Hurts? I start with you, Sammy. Thank you. I think it's Brock Purdy, and I think it's only because of what Debo Samuel said last year. We would have won if we had Brock Purdy. And what did they do? They wouldn't have won. They won, they won with Brock won. Purdy. They won hey, I'm, just, I'm just going based on what was said. And, they have. They happen to comment, win a game. And a comment on the game. They happen to win a game in early December. Come see us again in January. They wouldn't have won. The, co- the comment on the game is the Niners needed that game more than the Eagles did, and the Niners came to show up. I'm not going to say the Eagles gave it up but they definitely didn't need that game as much. So, yes, I agree with you. But I think right now, if you're looking at the case, I think Brock Purdy. Hey, Rock. I'm going Dak. I think Dak is the is the guy that his numbers just are off the charts this year. They look good. And every time we try to count them out or say, oh, Dak's going to Dak, he's going for 300 yards, one games. I, I'm going more to Dak. What Purdy's doing is impressive. And Jalen Hurts is having an impressive year, too. But at the moment, I'm sticking. I'm going with Dak. And then before I give you my pick, um, are we, was that a bad loss for the Eagles or a good win for the 49ers, in your opinion? Good win for the 49ers. That's, for what the 49ers. I, that's what I said last week. Let them have their Super Bowl. Let them have their Super Bowl because what do we say every year? It's hard to beat a team twice. It's hard to beat a team twice. So if you go to the NFC Championship, my money's on the Eagles every time. So. And my I, pick is Tyreek Hill for MVP. Can I, can I give you some <laughs> stats? Can I give you some stats? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's actually really interesting. So you look at Dak Prescott, he's completed 70% of his passes for 3,200 yards, 7.9 yards per attempt, 26 touchdowns, six interceptions. You look at Brock Purdy, 3,185 yards, 9.6 yards per attempt, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. So pretty damn close, to be honest. Pretty damn close. So if they swap spots, whose team will be better? Probably the Niners. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, Rod. We, you know, we, let's let's get to these uh to these uh, NFL scores that we had last week. Obviously, I know I won. So, uh, where are we at? Where where are we at in the standings right now? And do we have Vic's picks? Yeah, we have Vic's picks. I bet. All right. Um, at now it's you're up six. I'm at five. Vic's at three. Sammy's at three. Okay. All right. Cool. On the week. Uh, on right. the year. Sammy, what we what what are we working with this week? We, your microphone. Yeah. Week fourteen key <laughs> matchup. So first game we got on the docket. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. We got the Rams are minus seven and a half point favorites, and the over under is forty and a half. I'll go. Oh, uh, I got well. I wish Vic was there so he could, we could we could we could do a little bit of spread. Hey, TV. Did, did he do? Did he do it with the spread and everything, or did he just pick straight up money he line? Just straight like up. Me. So I got the I, mean, I got the Ravens winning the game, uh, and then you know that minus seven and a half. I don't know what the cash is saying. I don't know what the uh, what the uh, what what is the tickets are saying. But well, if you want me to go, uh, I can I, got, I can tell you. I got it right here. Yeah. yeah. 
right, what you got? Gotta do it like Vic, though. You know, okay, the shark. Yeah, I can use it to run it like a game show host. Okay, so they got 75% of the cash is going to LA, while 77% of the tickets are going to Baltimore, and that is only on the seven-point spread. However, when you look at it on the other side, 59% of the cash and 78% of the tickets, or 59% of the cash are going to the Rams, while 78% of the tickets are going for the Ravens. So still a slight edge in cash. So the Sharps look like they are leaning a little bit more to the Rams on actually on both the spread as well as the money line. So Okay. I'll I'll listen to the Sharks on that aspect. Straight up though, I got the I got the uh Ravens winning, but I think the Rams will cover. I think the Rams will cover. What you got? Hey Rod. I need my restitution. That's what I need. I'm going I with need the- my restitution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Ravens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, I'm going with the Sharks, man. Give me the Rams, man. Woo! Woo! The at the Ravens? Cash. Give me the cash. The Give me the cash, baby. From the West Coast. Give me the cash. <laughs> man, this man will do whatever he can to come back and and win the whole. Hey, That's what he's doing. Hey, I got you, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. It's a lot of cash. <laughs> All right. He wants his All restitution. Right. All right. He wants his. So I'll go game. from I'll go from start to finish. Then how about that? I'll, I'll put it out and then and then I'll I'll give you the little green line that's going on in the NFL. So we got the Colts at the Bengals. The Colts are minus a half. Is that a half point? That's a half point. Yeah, yeah. Let me look it up. Wow. Unless it's shifted. That. No, it's it's a it's, it's one point now. It went up to one point. Okay. Yeah. So Colts at Bengals. The Colts are favored by one point. The over under is thirty nine and a half. So you're looking at sixty nine percent of the cash and fifty eight percent of the tickets are taking Cincinnati on that plus one and fifty four percent of the cash is going towards Cincy, while 71% of the tickets are going to the Colts. So I'm going to take the Bengals here. I'm taking the Colts. I think we saw a real good game from Browning uh, on Monday, but the Cinderella story going to have to <laughs> – I don't know I don't know about that glass slipper, though. I'm going with the Colts, man. I, I like what Garden Mission is doing uh, this year, so I'm going with the Colts. All right, so Vic had Baltimore on the last one. I forgot to say he's got his okay. – Darling Cincinnati Bengals on this one. Um, man, I'll I tell you what, Kay. I, I always go for Indianapolis. I always say they're my dark horse, but they always, you know, shit on me at the end. But Michael Pittman's so consistent, man. Like, he, even without the quarterback there, he's— You were right about him. Told you. That, that, US, that USC receiver you were right about. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good receiver. Um, yeah. But I like I like Cincinnati better. Uh, I, I think Jake Browning can do the job from what I saw. I know it was like a one flash in the pan game, but I just like the receiving core better. And um, if not, you can rely on Mixon to, to run the ball. So I'm I'm going to go Cincy here. Plus, it's in, it's in Cincinnati, too. So. Oh, me shit. All right. I know I was playing. Be the uh, lone wolf. A lone wolf? I like it. That's why I'm about to be at seven next week. Oh, <laughs> All right, what we got next? All right, so we got the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. You got the Chiefs at two and a half. The over-under is – actually, no, it's now Chiefs at one and a half. Um, the over-under is 48 and a half. So you have 69% of the tickets are going to the Chiefs while 50 – or 69% of the cash is going towards the Chiefs while 54% of the tickets are going to Buffalo for the one and a half point spread. And 61% of the cash – is going towards Kansas City, while 66% of the tickets are going to Buffalo on the money line. 
So I think I'm going to stick with the cash here, and I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs. I as well will be going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Monday Night Football, I mean, Sunday Night Football, that they did not expect to lose that game. So unfortunately for Josh Allen, they're going to have to take out their anger on him. So give me the Chiefs. Uh, Vic has Buffalo going here, so I guess he's going to be the lone wolf in this category, and I'm going Kansas City too. I got more faith in Kansas City than I do Buffalo. Because I was actually just going to say that the fact that 66% of the tickets are going Buffalo's way is actually pretty intriguing. So I, I, I see where yeah. where Vic's going with that. I agree. With, I agree. I just I just can't see like I I, I know Andy Reid. I just I just got too much faith in Andy Reid to like you know obviously we know the struggling right. We we talked about it earlier, but. I feel like Andy Reid will make the necessary adjustment he needs to make. Maybe he feeds rights. Maybe I don't know. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll go with the Chiefs, though. All right. So the fourth game, we have the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. You have the Chargers favorite by two and a half, and you have the over-under at 44. So we have, oh, wow, this is interesting. So you got 95% of the cash and 93% of the tickets going to Denver on the minus two and a half. And... Wow. You have 80% of the tickets going to Denver. Um, nice. they, didn't, they don't have a number there for the cash, so that means probably the same amount of cash or 100% of the cash yeah. is going to Denver's way. So that's crazy. Nobody trusts. I, <laughs> Gee, I agree with the public. I agree with the public. Yeah, I'm going a, with the Broncos. Yeah, give me the Broncos. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I'm going with the Broncos. <laughs> Sammy, you said yeah. Broncos? Yeah, Broncos. I'm going Broncos. All right, I'll, I'll be the lone wolf here. I'm going Chargers. Oh, just but you because... like Jordan Love over Justin Herbert? Come on now. Because <laughs> Brandon Staley's going to keep his job regardless, so I'm going. I got Sean Payton versus Brandon Staley. I'm going. And I was like, yeah, I'm going Sean Payton. I'm going Sean Payton. Yeah, me too. But I'm 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 going Chargers here. Okay, I want to be the so lone. I'm gonna la- I'm laughing at this right now, KK. Not because you picked it, but because if you listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, he always talks about how why does anybody bet on the NFC South games, and you have this up here. <laughs> I literally did that one on purpose because I was like, you know what? Let's have a laugher because you know the oh. NFC South has been the darling, you know, the little, little fight. They're so cute, you know what I'm saying? Lately, they've been so adorable lately. Uh, the Bucks it's like that to meme. Even the it's like the meme with the three dragons. <laughs> Right, they're all mean looking. Oh, and they look the, all weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The goofy looking one. All right, yeah, so yeah. this so, week you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are favored by one and a half, game. and the over under is thirty nine and a half. That's wild. All right, so you have eighty percent of the tickets going to Atlanta's way, and fifty one percent of or eighty seven percent of the cash is going to Atlanta, while fifty one percent of the tickets are going to Tampa. And then you have ninety six percent of the cash going to Atlanta, and sixty three percent of the tickets going to Tampa. So I'm going to take the Falcons here. Um, I really want to take the Bucks because I feel bad. But B. John Robinson, the last time he played against the Bucks, he was on the sideline and I was at the game and he pissed me off. I feel like he owes me one this week because this is I, I'm in a win or go home situation in my fantasy league for work. And I got I need B. John to do some shit for me. So and here's a little hint. I'm going too. with B. John. Here's a little hint too. Just for just for some tidbits for you guys who like to gamble or put a little oh yeah you can gamble now here so ninety seven percent of the cash is going for the over oh yeah I agree I thought that was a little thirty nine and a half they tripping <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm gonna smash that over that's sure. my lock to be honest 
I, 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 that's my lot for real. I'm smashing that over. What you got, A Rod? Uh, so Vic had Denver on the last one. He's got the Bucks on this one. We're gonna let him be the lone wolf again. I'm going Atlanta. I agree with you about Bijan Robinson not playing last time because he had the sniffles. So, bro, he owed me. He owed me one, bro. I'm gonna I'm I'm call him on the phone. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta get a hold of him, right, bro? I need you this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. All right, we're locked in. All right, last, finally, we get to talk about the NBA. I feel like we've been kind of grazing at it every other week. You know, like we haven't really been able to go balls deep, pause. And yeah, NBA. I so, think because we got so much shit going on in college football and the NFL, you know what I mean? Lot. Like it's it's a lot. So we're gonna have an open forum uh, right now. You know, success, right? There's a lot of success going on in the NBA, and that's with the NBA tournament. So we talked about it a few weeks ago, like, yo, what the hell is the point of this bullshit, right? Dog, these boys come to play during the tournament, dog. Five hundred thousand dollars, and they're like, we just want to compete. And I'm like, I see, bro, like. Tyrese Halliburton, sorry, sorry about that, uh, 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 Boston. But Tyrese hey, Halliburton, my dog, is, man, that's my dog. Tyrese Halliburton is for real. That's dog. my dog. So we're seeing, we're seeing. Roll back the tape. Think, Roll back the tape. Yeah, that's no, my I know, dog. I know, I know, I know. We got I, 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 what? What? <laughs> dance. <laughs> what I'm really impressed with is that I think this tournament is good for young players because there are teams that. Indiana, Sacramento's, you know, the, the other Pelicans, they're not gonna probably win the NBA championship, right? Like, you know, let's let's be honest. We got Boston, Milwaukee in the East. We got Denver in the West. So it's like there's not there's not a many teams that have a realistic shot of winning the championship. But I feel like this tournament right here, you got these like these young teams with a, you know with with a good following, with a good base, with a good crowd. And these players are trying to show show out, you know, show out because they're they're. I mean, especially now they're like standalone games. Like I was looking to gamble on some games the last couple of days, and there's only one game being played or two games being played. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So uh, even on Sunday, there was no games on Sunday. Like it was like the Super Bowl. I was kind of annoyed. Like what the hell's going on? So I, I'm just really happy to see because you know t- you know what typically we wait till about Christmas time for you know to really start caring about basketball. Adam Silver got these people <laughs> caring about basketball by Thanksgiving, so he did it. He did it, bro. And he got he's got to thank Europe for soccer, but he he found a a random tournament for people to get hyped for, and it's it, they've been they've been delivering on all aspects. But to me, they knocked it out the park. I think they're gonna make some tweaks to it like next week, uh, next year, because obviously, you know, I feel like there's some things they can fix. But no, they they got it, bro. Adam Silver got to give himself a pat on the back for that one. So. What do we think about the, about the tourney, Sammy? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the first things that I noticed was when the, um, I believe it was the Celtics and the Magic were vying for a spot, and you saw the Celtics had seen a matchup that ended in a previous game that affected where they were ranked, and then started yeah. playing like hack-a-shack on, uh, I forgot who it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they could send it to the free throw line so they can ice the game. And I was like, bro, it's it's November. What do you? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing this for? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was when I immediately saw that I was like, damn, these guys are really engaged. These guys really, really want to play this. And and, and like you said, you know, we got to give a lot of kudos to um, Adam Silver for putting something like this um, together to get us talking about um, the NBA in November, the NBA before December, or even the NBA before like January, February. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think the one thing that uh, you talking about tweaks, the one tweak that I had off the top of my head was 
we should have that not happen where in a sense they do it like soccer where that last game is all played at the same time. At the same so exact time. Nobody absolutely. knows where they're going to be absolutely. ranked. I, nobody knows anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the only tweak I think off the top of my head that I would make. But other than that, I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, unfortunately, Tyrese Halliburton did his thing. And I agree with you that it does give a lot of these younger teams an opportunity to compete for something. Um, give them a little more, you know, dog in the fight. You know what I mean? Rather than just be kind of just chilling the whole season and stuff like that. Um, and I do love that this, unlike soccer, which I've had a huge gripe with a lot of these leagues and cups that they keep fucking adding to soccer. What I like what Adam Silver yeah. did was he kept it within the same number of games. So yeah. that's so important to me. Like, I don't want to see players getting injured because of some bullshit fucking tournament yeah. or, or this and that, you know, I want them to compete. I want them to have a little bit more to compete for, but don't give them more games, man. You know, like look at the NFL, bro. I promise you, I think it's partially that because of adding all these extra games and all this shit that all these guys are getting hurt. You're just stacking extra games on top of each other year after year. But anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah. Sticking on the NBA. I think it was a success. I love it. I love that the guys are competing. And yeah, I can't wait to see, you know, what happens in the semifinals and all that stuff. Hey, Rod, has there been any like teams or players that you've probably like grown like a like a wow for over the last, you know, during this whole uh, tournament run outside of Tyrese Halliburton? I was going to say Tyrese Halliburton's definitely yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. You have to. He's, he's turning heads. Um, I mean, no, not really. Uh, it's it's good to see like Anthony Edwards' growth in this time period because we have seen it in there, but obviously the Wolves aren't in it. It's um you know the Pacers in Milwaukee and the Lakers and New Orleans. Um, I, I just think it's how the chips fall, who's in your in your bracket, and 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 who comes to play that day, who decides yeah. to take a rest day. Because we know the NBA is a bunch of you know softies out there at the same time too. There's so. been a lot less rest days this year. Like yo, Adam Silver. He's yo, he's figuring some shit out though. Like I, he, I feel like is. we're seeing a lot more of like you know like, what it is. Why has to miss the game? I don't think he has. You know, you know what it is. He's wearing skims. That's why he's wearing them <laughs> skims. He feels a certain. He feels a certain type of way. Um, I'll be honest. It, the in season tournament really hasn't done it. I've watched it, but it it hasn't gotten me like as hype as it should. If anything, I I know the the crazy another crazy thing is like the Lakers. The NBA is asking them to change their their gold uniform to. The one oh, that they for, wore. for black to gold. Yeah, black to gold because people with uh, like issues with the colors and stuff that are colorblind and stuff. So that, that's that's crazy. I, I mean, I have to do with the court because all right, we, we watched the game. You watched the game last night. Uh, yeah. Versus Phoenix. First yeah. of all, you know the call at the end of the game. Obviously, you know, it was a missed call, right? But the amount of calls that LeBron gets, they miss calls on LeBron all the time. To me, like they hold him one. So <laughs> at I mean, the end of the day. I don't think one call, one call. I'm really, I'm really not against that at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not against that. Um, at the same time, like there was, there was a lot of missed calls in that game. Not just that one at the end was very detrimental, but you know, it is what it is. It's, it's like the that's why I like the 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 way NFL officiating is because it, it happens. You know, it's a regular game. It's not like a a final game. You know, one game throughout the year, like just be better. But I, it just goes back to why I can't stand De- Devin Booker because he's so petty and posts shit on his story and he's just like, oh, and he posts a clip of it and uh, it's just something about it. The, the, Yo, I'm starting. I'm, I'm with you now. I'm Devin Booker. I'm, I'm, I'm out on him, bro. He's, he's, 
There's, no, it's gotta be dog. He, he cries kid, so much for me. Kid's a baller. He's a baller. Don't get me wrong. He's just he's just soft. But the tournament in a whole, it, to me, it's a money grab. The way I view it is just a money grab because if you look at it, all the home jerseys wear their their uh, city edition jersey. The game, the court is done. So it's a money grab for you to go buy that jersey if you're a fan. You're like, oh shit, I don't have that jersey. I gotta go get it now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I I just I I don't know. It is a success. I'm not I'm not deterring anything from it. But what what are we winning at this? Like, what's what's gonna be? What's the outcome? You win the in season tournament, and you get five hundred thousand dollars a player. What did they do? Wipe their ass with that, bro? There are players on that team who sit at the edge of the bench who. Like a Max Christie or some shit like that from the Lakers. Like their salary is probably just a little bit more than that. So I agree. Five hundred thousand dollars. It means something to a lot more of these players than just you know they're the top. Yeah. LeBron Are they having you buy your money, A Rod. Yeah. No, I just, I just. No, I just, I just think it's kind of goofy in a way because like it, it's, it's fun to experiment with. Let's see how it goes for a few years, and I'm, and I can be on board with it. But you don't have I, a problem with it in soccer. No, because I'm used to it in soccer. That's why that's I get. What they're, trying, they're trying to establish I, something. I know, I know, but like, stick to what you know. Stick to what you know and do what you do. Just, just get, just get the Clippers to stop load management. That's all you got to do. That's if you want me to watch the NBA religiously, just put Kawhi and Paul George on the court. But there's and no, stop. There, there's zero detriment to having this, other than maybe a little bit more competitive games in December. That's it. And that's what we. And that's what he wants because at the end of the day. The November, December NFL is king. Like, if there's nothing okay. they can do about right. it. I can, I can get on board with that. I can get on board with that because we always say, like, the NBA wakes up after the new year all the time. Yeah. Like, during, during Christmas Day is when motherfuckers wake up and like, okay, now it's time to play. So, now you got something to play. Okay. I can, I can get behind that. I'm okay with that. But it's, it's still fresh to me. I look at it all as a money grab and it's just like, ooh, the court's different. Whoopty fucking do. That's like, that I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't like it. I think that's a little bit overkill for me. Like AAU uh, childish shit, right? Yeah, it's it's like color rush type of thing. Could you imagine if they were <laughs> the red, the red? Like if if Philly was in a red floor, Yo. like New Jersey, and like everyone the color by people be like, the I love color it. rush era of the NFL was such a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, was man. so Yo, bad. I love I love Oregon, but I sometimes hate their f- basketball court, and that's what. All love, of these courts I remind me basketball. of. Yeah, yeah. Their basketball court is dope. This is just like solid color, but the one with the trees is dope. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. If if I can say anything, I'm not opposed to it. It has been a success, which is good because fuck, they've gotten me to watch it. I've been watching it. And I'm like, Same. shit, the Nuggets got knocked out. Fuck, Boston got knocked. The Knicks got knocked out. Like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm invested in it. I'm invested in it, and then we're we're at we're in a good place because we're seeing like the future versus the 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 favorite is what we're seeing. Yeah. It's good. We're yeah. we're seeing a budding star in in um Tyrese Halliburton, and we're seeing you know the powerhouse Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yeah. I just want we're all the seeing... listeners and the viewers to know you heard it here first about Tyrese Halliburton. Just letting you know. 
We've been high. I remember when we talked about the trade before, yeah. before we merged. KK Even when the trade happened, yeah, we talked we about like, that shit. Fucked up. Trust me. And yeah. I, I know I say De'Aaron Fox, but I got, I got yeah. love for Halliburton. I really yeah. do. I think he's a baller. It's just you just can't throw Jalen Brunson. If you threw anybody else in there, I'm telling you, I would, I probably would have tagged or maybe even contemplated, you know, paying Halliburton. He's good. He just got to. They just the Pacers got to give him a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I love the tournament. I, I'm I'm good with it. And I'm good to see where it goes, and and I'm on board with it. Let's let's keep going and make me make me want to see more get of it. So the, yeah, get rid of the courts though. Like, get rid the of the courts, yeah. And like think about it. Normally. But you know, next year it's going to be a different scheme. They're going to do. They're going to do something different next year. So and what they need to do next year is fix the All Star game. Like to me, that's the next step is make the All Star game mean something. Because think about it, players don't want to play if it doesn't mean shit, right? We saw Tuesday night in December before Christmas, KD versus uh, versus uh, LeBron James, and it was like, oh my god, it's KD versus LeBron. Like they were doing montages all day long up until that point about their history. So. You're getting people excited for a Tuesday basketball game, you know, against 39 year old LeBron and 35 year old KD, and it lived up to the hype. You know, like when else, when else is LeBron James playing 40 minutes? You know, just because on a Tuesday, like no, that's a, that's probably a night he'll probably take off. Like yeah, I'm a. But I'm gonna I, I think I think it comes down to maturity and the youth. If the youth outperforms, of course they're going to want to play in the in the in the All Star game. Yeah, if Anthony definitely. Edwards gets a chance to start in an All Star game, he's definitely going to start. But like, no, because the 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 it's feel like think about it over the years because back in our childhood it was competitive as shit, right? Oh, it was. But we could also Charles Barkley go out there and throw a fucking punch at Patrick Ewing and just be called with a fucking regular foul. But but free throw, it's, sir. It's, the All Star game itself, like the Pro Bowl, it's become more watered down, more watered down, more watered down, and now it just became like an event. Now it feels like it's just a. Like an exhibition event, you know, like about Can I be honest with you about something? I think I'm more excited for the celebrity game than I'm more excited for the All-Star So am I. I'm always more excited <laughs> about the celebrity game. I'm always more excited for the celebrity game. But they, they really try to win that shit, like, for real. The problem with the All-Star game, though, is, like, there's there's nobody else who can do a dunk contest anymore. Like, Matt McClung revived it for a bit. But how where gonna- is he at now? <laughs> He was the most famous guy in America for one day, for one week. Where the hell is he at now? <laughs> but now, uh, but now, I think that like 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 we were saying, like the tournament to me is just, you know, it, it gives us a reason to watch basketball before we actually have to start watching basketball as the NFL season kind of winds down. So, um, and then another thing I wanted to talk about, we didn't get to talk about it last week. Uh, look at the standings, and I, you know, I, I check the standings every now and then to just try to see where everything is at. And the shit that keeps surprising me, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Orlando Magic, and the OKC Thunder are having phenomenal seasons. Like, phenomenal. Like, they already, like, to me, the trajectories that they were on, they, they kind of already passed where they should be. Maybe Minnesota's kind of where they need to be at, at by now uh, with Cat all these years. But Orlando and OKC, they've shot out of a cannon, right? So out of those three teams, who do, who's been, like, the most impressive to you? Kind of just where they're at with everything. You go ahead, Sammy. Um, to be honest, I, I, I've been I've been an Orlando Magic stand last year, this year. Yeah. Um, they're one of my teams yeah. that I'm always like, yo, keeping out for them just because I like what they were building. We talked we, we talked about that last year too. Yeah. yeah. So the most impressive for me, just because it's a little bit more surprising, is probably the Minnesota Timberwolves, and it's not because of Anthony Edwards. 
Always been an Anthony Edwards fan. I just think it's the the shift in the attitude towards Rudy Gobert. And I think if you look at his statistics right now, he is he's sitting pretty right now. His plus minus is sitting at about a five right now. So he's been pretty, pretty effective, surprising me. I know there's been there was like a downtime for him over the last couple of years, but this year he's proven himself. Carl Anthony Towns is playing a little bit more games, playing better. I think, yeah, to me it's the T Wolves. Hey Rob. Same thing, T-Wolves. I, I You look at that roster, like, there ain't shit on it outside of the starting five. Like, I couldn't the, – the starting five ain't – is it? And everybody else is just, like, name name a random guy. And they're Bro, they're all playing well. Four? Jeez. So – They've lost four games. That's it? Yeah. That's that's really good. And, and you hit the nail on the head, like, ten episodes ago when we were talking about Team USA and Anthony Edwards coming back. When the player comes back from the USA, from playing a game like that, they always have a chip on their shoulder. And and I, I think Anthony Edwards got what he needed. I think I think being in the spotlight of John Morant for so long and us adoring and praising John Morant only for him to fail us, you know, with showing a gun not one but two times on social media, like, it told him, like, you know what? I'm more marketable. No, I'm serious. I, and, and I don't mean this as a joke. I'm more marketable than this guy. I'm sure. more funny. I'm more fun. And if you if you haven't noticed, he's been going on his social media marketing campaign. His commercial is gold for Adidas. His yeah. Adidas commercial is gold. His shoe actually looks kind of good. He's begging KD, who is a Nike yeah. fucking employee, to wear yeah. his shoes. It's not going to happen. Um, he's doing. Yo, he got people mad, bro. LeBron posted a whole a whole slideshow of of people of people in Nike. I was like, Damn, yeah, bro. What are you uh, um, uh, uh, he's got videos with Funny Marco. Like he's doing things. Yeah. He's doing stuff to be for us to capture his. He's smart. Whoever his his head marketing guy is for himself is very smart. And I think that's just letting him uh, having the ability to have fun. So getting out of the shadow of Jaw, I think would with Orlando and with OKC, we've been expecting this every year. We're like, this is the year they do it. This is the year they do it. This is the year they do it. And they go out and draft who cares this year. They didn't draft anybody that I thought was going to shift the pendulum for them. Like Anthony Black, I didn't think he was going to do anything. Bro, exactly. OKC has not pulled the trigger on that one, like, piece that's just going to put them over the top. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, yeah, you killed that A-Rod. no, but I, I, I think they have over the years. I think they've been stockpiling the team where it looks good. Yeah. But like right. like last year in the draft, like when, when the Magic got um homeboy from Gonzaga, what's his name? I can't I can't think of his name off the top of my Suggs. When they got Suggs, I was like, damn, they got their point guard or they got their shooting guard. They're gonna have Cole Anthony and Suggs and they're gonna be straight. They couldn't fucking figure it out. Now Cole Anthony's on the bench. Like what the fuck are we doing here? But it's working. It's working, whatever they're doing. Paolo. And then, and then, yeah, Paulo Bancaro, yeah, exactly. But how many years have they drafted a big guy and just couldn't get it done? Don't they have Wendell Carter too? Where's he playing? Is he center or is he the backup power forward? I mean, What's he doing? Draft, they didn't draft him though. That was Chicago who drafted. I know, him. I know, but still, but they got him, and he's he's not like thirty years old. He's like twenty five. Hey, all so, I know is that they're four, they're fourteen to six, right? <laughs> like they, they oh, no, trust, Paolo, Paolo's made the water and taste good over there. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then OKC every year they're just fleecing the entire league for draft picks. They're like, okay, we'll give you our best player. We're gonna need your three three years of draft picks for him. Yeah, grab them by the money. So OKC knows what they're doing over there. 
that GM, I don't know why he doesn't win GM of the year every year because he's he's fleecing everybody. So I I look at based off of the young talent both of those teams have and the way the NBA is looking that we keep saying, like as the Lakers is a prime example, you got to get younger if you want to compete. These teams are getting younger, keeping that core together and playing well together. But Minnesota, for having a good starting five, and I don't know who the fuck is behind them. I I, I got to give it to them to being number one in the in the West. Yeah, I gotta agree. I was gonna. I, I was you know. I was, obviously, we knew OKC was on their way, right? And like, we've always been talking about the Magic to be on their way, but like Minnesota's jump this year has been has been crazy. You know what I mean? Nine And also, and I look at the teams that they because at the end of the day, when you're in the playoffs, right? Some teams got to drop out, right? I look at Golden State struggling. Memphis is out there. I mean, even when John gets back, to me, there's nothing they can do about it. And then the Spurs, who were, you know, I thought they were going to win 33 games at 3 and 16. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but, like, yeah, there's, there's some bad teams in, in the West right now that, you know, that to me should be a lot better. So I think, you know, these teams are taking full advantage of it. Uh, and then the Pistons haven't won, a, haven't won a game in, like, how long? Uh, there's a lot. Washington is bad. Chicago is bad. There's a lot of bad teams in the NBA right now. So as good as as many good teams that we have, like at the top, to me, there's a lot of bad basketball being played in the NBA. So you know, they could be just benefiting from that. Who knows? But yeah, I gotta say, Anthony for Anthony Edwards is somebody who I really want to latch on to, Paul. So I'm uh, I'm team Anthony Edwards. So let's, let's go Minnesota. Do what you gotta do. But I still hate Rudy Gobert. He's the reason why COVID started. And um, yeah, he gets he gets dunked on all the time, and that's it. <laughs> but does anybody have any other NBA uh, stuff they need to get off their chest? No, I'm content with the with the lay of the land of the NBA right now. The Knicks are in the fifth spot, and and I'm okay with that. That's where I think they deserve to be, in my opinion. So, Mr. see what the trend line happens, man. I mean, are you guys tripping about Sam Hauser still, or did you see a little something, something in that game against uh, Mr. Tyler Reese Halliburton that you were like, "Oh, okay." I was watching. I was watching their point guard, man. I was always, I was always paying attention to. But how you feeling about yourself? Do you feel you still feel good? Obviously, I know yeah, that was a tough. Yeah, loss, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Of course, yeah. I'm upset that they lost that tournament game. But I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like. What about Chris? Now? What's I'm his, okay with this. Status? I'm okay with this. Take his time. Um, he should probably be back either by the end of the week. But take your time. I'm not. I'm not I worried you, too I much about it. I know this. Hey, I know, I know you guys. I'm not stupid. I know, you guys, I know you guys are high on him, but last year was the only year he played the most games in his career. I want you to know that. Well, last let me ask you played, this: When do you go off recency? When do I go off a of recency? Yeah, I'm just asking you that. No, I go. I go off of what happens to a player every uh, every year, like. The, it's gonna but you come. did it with Justin Herbert and Jordan Love? I'm not gonna get over that. My bad. No, I, I told you I, I switched it. I told you I switched it because I, I kind of misunderstood I'm the messing, way we I'm were. I'm messing. I'm messing. No, 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 no. I trust. I love Porzingis. I really do. I hate seeing him in green, but I'm happy you got that player because that's the type of player you need. But I'm I'm telling you, man, he may be a unicorn, but. He's. It's gonna happen. I I I hope it doesn't. I hope it's like I his Washington. I, I said it. Um, I was hoping that ain't in nobody, recency. Ain't nobody playing Washington hard because they can put up and yeah. easily 30 points over on them. So Yeah, that's Jesus. why I said take his time. I even said it in the beginning of the season. Don't rush him. 
Don't get him too involved. Or get him involved, but not to a point where they did. I felt like they played him very, very hard minutes to start the season. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how it works out. But, I mean, if he's healthy, I, I like us going forward. But take your time. Let's let's get healthy for, for the playoffs, right? Let's just let's go through the motions. My final takeaway, Luka Doncic has a triple-double in the first half. In the first half, 29-10-10. and 10. That is my pick for MVP, Sammy. You remember, I remember that face you made. I remember that face you made. My MVP looking pretty good right now. I just want to say that's my that's my final. What's their record? The uh, they're like number three, something like that in okay. the West. Okay. I'm just saying, bro. I mean, the, the, I'm just the, waiting for Kyrie. I'm waiting for <laughs> Kyrie. Show us a gun, Kyrie. Come on. Kyrie's happy now, bro. <laughs> on, on IG Live showing his shoes. Where I'm is Dallas? Oh, Dallas is 11 to 8 and 6. That's fine. <laughs> they, they have one they have one less one more loss in Denver. So let's let's let's, let's park the brakes now. Let's go, Luca. That's all I got. Hey Rod. All right. You can you can, <laughs> you can find us on X at fair underscore weather pod. Uh, you can search us on Instagram. Facebook, YouTube, search the Fairweather Podcast. You'll find us there and where you subscribe or listen to the audio. Uh, you can catch us there as well. Words of wisdom. I feel like we should give it to you since this is your sending off from being a, a no, single. I got, I got something to say. You got uh, something? All right. Alicia, we got Alicia Keys, this is your last chance. This is your last chance to have me. So you, you, you let me know what you're trying to do. <laughs> You let me know what you're trying oh, to do. Yeah, I'm your posting this tomorrow, by the way. This, now you can't do that. I'm <laughs> posting this. This is your last chance, Alicia. <laughs> Songs in a minor? Is that Josh Giddy's uh, guilty song? Uh, all right. <laughs> with that note, guys, with that note, guys, it's been real. <laughs> Hopefully, we're back next week. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>